Welcome to She Is Promised Podcast. Let's get ready to be uncomfortable and vulnerable. Hello guys, welcome back to She Is Promised. I hope you guys are all doing well. I hope you guys are enjoying the new year and the new year that it comes. Understand that 2020 is just the beginning for you, so don't be discouraged. It's just the first day. I hope you guys are not. So today we're going to talk about normalizing things and growing up in a Haitian household and certain things that they Haitians normalize. So today I have a special guest. My special guest is my boo. <laughs> Introduce yourself. My name is Lindsay. Yes, Lindsay is my old, not my old bestie. No, we're not old besties. We've Long been, time. We've been friends since like kindergarten. kindergarten yeah. All those ugly stages. We we had some tough days with the barrettes, but then we became real closer during high school because I didn't know we went to the same middle school together. That was crazy. Yeah, we went to the same middle school. I didn't. I feel like I never seen it. I think it was like the end of middle school going into high school that's when we got a little close all of our friends it's, it's crazy all of our friends stayed the same like we still had the same friends yes and it's just like i don't know i guess we just was hanging out with different people but, but we had the same, same friends yeah that's just crazy though and you lived on like one side and then you because you used to take the, um, the bus to go to school and i used to walk home and it's just crazy. I never thought you... I feel like you was on a different spectrum. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. So, but then we got close to in high school, and we've been in, inseparable since then. You know, we have our moments where we, you know, get a little distance because that's life. Adulting sucks, which it does. But, you know, you're that one person I can call. You and a few other people that, you know, if I had to vent, you'd be there for me, which I appreciate. Aww. You know, girl, you know, I got to show you some love. You know, you might, <laughs> you know, we some September booze up in here. Yes, girl. Yes, we are. Even though I'm older than you. It's okay. It's Damn, okay. It's okay. It's still, it's still okay. But we're still born in the same month. I just that I'm a Virgo and you're a Libra. Libra. Virgos are the best, but I'm gonna give you some grace because you know you're my dog. So I'm gonna give. You oh some. my god! I'm gonna give you that. I'm gonna just give you that. I'm gonna give you that. So we want to talk about certain things that we we talked about it before, like last year, because it is the new year. About how growing up, certain stuff was normalized, and when normalizing, I feel like it was something that was considered a bit comfortable or something that was just like it's a day-to-day thing like it's nothing that we should address like you wake up in the morning you brush your teeth you go to work nothing to address about that's something that you have to do but for us what was normalized which is a bit tainted was the idea of how growing up in a Haitian household certain things were happening and I'm not saying every Haitian household was like that but it seemed like for me and you it was a common thing mm-hmm. growing up to knowing that okay when you're being sexually violated or molestation and when these things occur there was never an opportunity for us to just go ahead and talk to our parents because it felt a little bit normalized do you feel like that was the case yeah pretty much pretty much right so it pretty much was like that like what scenarios can you think of or what like how did you how you like how do you feel about the fact that we grew up this way and we don't have no sense of direction on how we're supposed to be um, I felt like us growing up that way, mm-hmm. uh, probably, it probably did have an effect on some of us. Um, but it took me until I had nieces myself, which was about four or five years ago to where I actually realized that, Hey, this is not normal. Mm-hmm. And that was like, at that time I was by the age, I was about 20 years old. So mm-hmm. 
I didn't feel like that was normal because um, my nieces was somewhat kind of sexually assaulted and I felt very uncomfortable really? about it by like a family member. And you know, certain things that they would serious? say is, yeah, like certain wow. things they would say is like, oh, and this is like as a, as a baby, like say if the child is like 10 months old or, you know, five months old, they'll, they'll, you know, if a family member comes over, they'll see the child and say, hey, who's, you know, um, let's, free, let's use the actual term vagina is this, or whose, wow. whose, whose titties are these, or whose oh, breasts are these, oh, I see what you're and, saying, and you know, growing up, to me, I thought that was normal, you know, I would mm-hmm. probably just smile and be like, oh, ha, 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 you know, if certain family members would say it to me, and it's, and it happened, like, often, whenever somebody would come mm-hmm. and visit, they would say, oh, hey, look how big she's getting, mm-hmm. um, whose vagina is this, Who, whose oh, breast wow. is this, you're so pretty and this is not the third and you know my parents will never speak on it or say anything like uh oh don't say that i think mm-hmm. it's because of the way they were raised they weren't really educated mm-hmm. on what sexual assault was or sexual molestation was mm-hmm. so yeah pretty much i think it's because of the way our parents was raised they were uneducated versus us now who are educated and understanding what sexual molestation is sexual yeah. assault is mm-hmm. being sexually violated is mm-hmm. so now we have more common sense and we are more aware and we speak up that's something we had to learn to be in school is to speak up because our culture mm-hmm. the haitian culture just looking at someone in the eye that's rude that's so versus true. us being in school we have to look at our peers and peers in the eyes mm-hmm. if you're trying to be sincere or anything like that so Wow. Yeah, I think it's just like pretty much it, it falls a lot on education. Yes. And speaking up because a lot of things I noticed that Haitians, well, the Haitians in my community, mm-hmm. um, they were pretty much like brush everything under the rug mm. or don't speak on it and, you know, Facts. basically say, oh, God will handle it or pray to God Facts. or this now and the third. And it's like, where's my mom when I need her? Facts. Like, you couldn't go to your mom and speak about it because she would be okay with it because she would sit there and not say nothing and just smile mm-hmm. because it's someone who she knows and, you know, she probably went through it too mm-hmm. and it's, it's pretty common. Mm-hmm. So It's just what I'm saying. It's like, it's very much so normalized. I appreciate you sharing that because it's like, growing up, the same thing occurred. I seen it happen. I, I told my parents about it. But with telling my parents, nothing was ever done. And it's not just the idea of, I want this person to get arrested, or I want this person to just get, like, beat up or anything. The thing is that I want you to come talk to me because if I see that this is wrong, why can't you be my parent and come protect me and let me be aware? This is wrong. This was not supposed to happen. And this whole, oh, you know how the younger age, some Haitians be like, oh, this is my girlfriend and stuff like that. I had that growing up, but I never had where you told me how your niece experienced that when they're saying, oh, this is my, this is my, like all these type of stuff. I've never experienced that. I I think I felt like I seen it, but for me, it was considered normal, mm-hmm. but it never happened to me per se. I had another experience when I went to church and some other kid you know, another older kid happened to me that, that, that affected me. But for us, the, for the fact that Haitians are normalizing it, like you mentioned, I feel like they experienced it at a younger age and it's fine. Like when I speak to my, my, my cousins and my sister, they all have, and I, I, I pray to God that my little sister having 
Sabrina hasn't experienced this, but majority of all of them have been very vocal saying that at a younger age, at a point of time, they were left alone with certain individuals that our parents trust. And this individual tried to cross the line or this individual has crossed the line. And when they did cross the line, there was nothing for them to be like, I'm going to go tell this person this happened to me. or I'm going to tell my mom and dad because they didn't like our, like, like you said, our community, my Haitian community, same way. There was never an open door. There was never a way where you could come and talk to them. It always felt as if if they did talk about it, they would talk it amongst each other. It would be like, oh, it's like all these things are kept amongst themselves. It's like they hide it under the rug and it's like a sense of shame because they weren't able to protect us. But at the same time, as we got older, I feel like it took effect. Do you feel like as now at our age, do you feel like the decisions that they made young for us because of what their parents did do you feel like it affects us now mentally like other people who have experienced this i mean yeah mentally and like but in different aspects like you know our community doesn't really show their children uh too much love and affection so most of the time the child will try and find that from someone else or something like that mm-hmm. um but yeah their decisions their the way they're thinking the way they were brought up the way they were raised does have an effect on us because now uh most Haitian children are are not comfortable being able to speak to their um their parents or like an adult most of the time they'll tell a friend or and you know the friend can't really understand Mm -hmm. because you're so young when this is happening to you so what can they really do Mm -hmm. so I don't know it does affect it does it does have a full effect I remember I went to school with someone and they told me something personal about them growing up, how this happened to them. But when this happened to them, the defense that came behind it afterwards, not the defense from her, but when it happened, she told people and it became something that was nipped in the bud right then and there. She seen that she was getting protected, though things may have occurred afterwards. But when she told that person to her parents or whatever the case may be, it was nipped to the bud right then and there. In a Haitian household, well, in my household, I'm not trying to, I'm sorry if I make it seem like this is all general Haitian household, but in my Haitian household, when these things happened, nobody ever came and talked to us about the importance of this cocoon, which is vagina, should not be touched, your tete, which is breast, mm-hmm. should not be touched, or no one's supposed to try to make you feel uncomfortable, so no one's supposed to rub your leg or anything. These things are not supposed to occur, and then at the it, it makes us become a little bit thinking that, okay, we have to, this is normal. So if somebody approaches this way, somebody want to sexualize us, that's fine. Because growing up, it happened while we were in diapers. So this is like, this is what society wants us to do. So when somebody's like, hey, shawty, and when they come in, they touching up on you and rubbing up on you, that's fine. And when you become very promiscuous because of that reason, it's fine also because that's the reaction that this person who initially did it to you was wanting from you at a very young age and now that you are in a mature level where you have the you think um quote-unquote have the ability to con um be in control of your body then you start saying okay i can just sleep with you because you're doing something that i growing up that happened mm-hmm. and it does mess you up mentally it makes you it can make you promiscuous or it can make you become very self-conscious and it can make you not want to date at all there's some people who have been hurt so badly that they don't date at all. There's some who just rather just be promiscuous. And you can't talk about these with your Haitian household, with your Haitian... Well, I can't talk about this with my parents because 
So then we'll be like, ah, bagga sa pasi piti kita sa, e bagga la fini. And that's like an epidastet situation. Yeah, all the time. All the time. Like, as if this is nothing we're going to fix. To them, it's shameful. I try not to beat them up so much about it because growing up, they really did not see this as a, a problem. You know, I have known people who were born out of gang rape and stuff like that. And that's that sucks. I have known people who have been been rejected and isolated because their father was some guy who wanted to just have sex with the oh, a younger woman and gets her pregnant they don't want nothing to do with them that sucks too and it's not just for Haitians you know I can't really I don't know how much is it for West Indies but you kind of hear some type of American stories about that too but it's very predominant in the Haitian community where it goes it just it goes under the rug and sometimes it can lead to depression it can lead to suicidal thoughts it can make you feel like you're inadequate it can make you feel worthless the same thing as inadequate but it just makes you just it, it, it lessens your value within yourself and in reality you shouldn't think like that because you know the god that you serve has deemed you worthy and you shouldn't feel as if you're worthless but you know mental issues does occur for people and as much as we like you said we hide it under the rug we also deal with with our emotions and everything that we hide it under the rug too so now that we are aware of all these things like like what is like the next step for us to do you know what's so crazy like my mom she would like I remember when I was younger she would always tell me this that when I was like about a baby I was probably like 15 months mm-hmm. it's not really a baby but that's still like toddler mm-hmm. um I think we had this neighbor and he would kiss me on the lip and like try and make out with me and my mom would have to interfere and be like hey what are you doing this is a baby what are you doing mm-hmm. um so that's probably one moment where you know, I understood that she knows about sexual um, molestation. Yeah. So, she, but that she wasn't okay with. But when it came to sexual assault, such as asking the child whose breast is this and touching it, and yeah. saying whose vagina this mm-hmm. is and touching it, that was something normal in her community. So she didn't really have like any response to say, "Hey, don't do that. That's not normal." Mm-hmm. You know. And then also. Uh, whenever she hears about like four-year-olds being raped by grown men or eight-year-olds being raped by grown men her like her heart aches and she just doesn't understand why would a grown man go after a young child you know and I think what most Haitians don't understand is that when you have a family member who is um, an adult and they're over here flirting with a child but you don't really make sense of it as flirting because it's so normalized yeah that it's just oh who's this who's this body part for who's this body part for That's and you know crazy. as a parent is making it seem like it's okay because like but they don't under, yeah they mm-hmm. don't understand that it can go to another level if the parent ever leaves that child with that adult of course so it's like you know some of them don't understand how can they go from sexual assault to sexual molestation and then also like with those those certain family members of like you know the the people who sexually uh, assaulted me like I never looked at them as the bad person even still yeah. to this day I don't look at them like what's wrong with you mm-hmm. you know you have to be mentally like something's wrong with you mentally or like you're you're a child molester or a yeah. pedophile mm-hmm. like still to this day I don't look at them like that I just think that you know that's how they were raised mm-hmm. and they don't know any better mm-hmm. so it's something that's you know, normalize until somebody steps in and say, hey, don't say that. That's not okay. Yeah. But, and like, 
that's and I think that's the that's like the next thing for us as you know we are considered full-time aunties mm-hmm. and we love our nieces and we love our nephews and everything uh, well I have a nephew you have two nieces but um we we have to start protecting them because even if the case is not just the men that does it the woman some some cases the women are involved in too when they are violating these kids in a way that is very much so inappropriate like there's i feel like there's a certain degree to it um when you're like oh you know you're my cutie whatever stuff like that but if you're like giving these kids like a groping and like just i don't know it just if you're doing something that you know like i don't know some people don't probably people don't even think that it's something that they're doing wrong anyways i just feel like parents in our generation, we, the, the generation of Haitians, we're the Haitian generation of, you know, of the new era that we have to protect our kids and we have to protect our young ones and we have to do better when it comes to communications. And, of course, we we forget so much of what's happened when we were younger because we have to just, that's how we were raised. Mm-hmm. But I think it's time for us to unfold these things and understand to get some healing from it because... I feel like in some ways we go back to that childlike mentality with certain things that we do in life. And I feel like this is like the season where God is like saying it's time for you guys to heal instead of coping. Don't put it in the back burner and forget about it. It's time for you to remember and start forgiving and start understanding who you are and understanding like, okay, you probably moved this way because of what this happened to you as a kid. I told my parents something and nothing happened. I told them something. My sister protected me from it. Um, Because it happened to her. She protected me from it. For being... For for me. So, okay. The way she protected me, instead of her saying, Oh, Brenda told me this. Brenda said this. She was just like, this is what she's seen. This is what happened. Because I'm the one who exposed the truth. Mm -hmm. You know? And then when it happened to me, um, what years later when I was entering to the sixth grade and I was at church camp, I can't even go tell nobody. Like, my uncle came to pick me up the same day, and I couldn't tell him nothing. I was just like, all right, we're going home? Cool. I had a, it. It became, it was just like an on and off switch. It became normal. Because when that situation happened with my, with my sister, they told us to go outside and go play. And what did we do? We went outside and go play, and it was just another day. Mm-hmm. I looked I looked through the, the screen doors to just see what was going on, if they were talking to her. I don't know the conversation, but I feel as if, if they did have a conversation with her, that's awesome. But the next step is to come talk to us kids say hey this happened to such and such but i want you guys to be aware of your body and this and this and nobody's supposed to touch you like this no one's supposed to make you feel anyway if you feel uncomfortable change that i am 25 years old i still get uncomfortable around like certain people when they come around me and people that i even grew up with i feel so uncomfortable i feel weird i'm like i don't want to wear this i don't want to look like this if i have to wear 10 layers of jackets i'm gonna wear if i have to walk around the house with a blanket even though the ac could be on or off i'm gonna do it because i i still feel uncomfortable and i think god is saying okay it's okay to be uncomfortable but it's time for you to unfold these things and get some healing from it Mm-hmm. So the whole purpose of this podcast was just to just talk about the normalization of what Haitians do in their household and stuff. And well, our household, because it was something that we had, something that was so common. But also, it's, I think it's the time for us to heal and also to protect our nieces and our nephew to make sure this doesn't occur to them, to make sure that they don't have to deal with 
the pain that we had to go through and the struggles that we had to go through and also also give God glory because the way that we are Liz I feel like we overcame these things because we could have been like 10 times worse Mm -hmm. we could have been promiscuous we could have been um like maybe we do have like moments when we were depressed and we were all these things but I feel like those things were in the main target other things occur so I feel like all because of that, maybe some decisions in our life we did do that was stupid. But at the same time, I feel like we overcame things without even trying to understand what we're overcoming. So I kind of got to just give God praise for that. Was there anything you want to add? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, I mean, I just say uh, I joined this this Facebook group um Mm-hmm. The Haitian American mm-hmm. women. I, for, I forgot the name of it, but I joined this Facebook group mm-hmm. and um, they really bring up topics about what happened to them as a child or just like relatable topics that I really felt like it, it, it was like more inspiring and more relatable to. Yeah. Because just me knowing that I wasn't the only person going, going through, through it. it. Yeah. That it was then I, I noticed that, OK, this our Haitian culture did normalize it. Yeah. You know, and our parents really didn't really care to say anything or was ashamed to say anything or you know the way they were raised was to be strong people be able to take whatever comes at them and keep it moving that's what it was so that's basically it i was so happy i joined that group yeah you gotta you gotta send me that info girl because Mm -hmm. because there's probably some stuff that we can talk about and it's good to get a community where you can talk to people and express these things and i feel like that's another step of healing is to be like i'm not alone i didn't go through this alone so I think that's awesome that you have that. I also have that with my church community um, at the font. Like, I'm able to talk to certain people, and I don't feel no judgment. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm being zeroed out for having the things that I felt, and I don't feel like I'm alone. So I'm that's that's also a good thing of healing and understanding, and just to just lean on the word and find which one will just allow us to just be free from this. And like I said, we are full-time aunties, and one day we are going to be mothers, and we're going to protect our kids. Mm-hmm. Out, hey, hmm. I'm just saying. Some sooner than others. Some, eh, eh, don't even play. Oh my god. <laughs> what Facebook said. Ah, Facebook try me, y'all. Facebook try me. I did it twice. It said I'm gonna have a child, and, and then I did it again. It says I'm gonna have twins. Though I want to have twins one day, and then I do the third time, and now it says I'm gonna be engaged this year. With what man? I'm tired of this Facebook crap. It makes me sick. That Facebook crap pissed me off, bro. I did it three times. Twice with kids and one for an engagement. We get, I'm throwing this off, but it just, that job made me mad. It does not going to happen for me, okay? I don't rebuke it, but Lord, this is just, no. Okay, Lord, let me let me get what I need to get. Lord, just, just, just take the will. Don't take the will for, for no, no pregnancy test or nothing like that. Lord knows, no. Husband, come my way. Finances, come my way. Lord, matter of fact, just come my way. Husband, I'll, um, the Lord will put you in um, in the path when He's ready for you to come for me. Mm-hmm. That's it. Finances, Lord will put you in the path when you I'm ready for it to be increased to the level that is suitable. All right, it's, I just need to hear it. Look how you just threw me off of that. I can't stand you, Liz. Oh goodness. Okay, but Liz, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk about some stuff and being vulnerable and being very much so transparent. I am going to harass you again to be on my podcast again. Be prepared, and you've been where I already know where you stay. And if you move, oh my god, it's girl, it's okay because you put something <laughs> on your location on your phone. Anyways, I don't even know why you keep tripping, so it's okay. I'll forgive you. I'll give you faith. It's the it's first. Of the, it's the first of the year. It's okay. I'm getting my, my emotions. 
Moi, je suis en train de se faire seulement. Anyways, thank you for tuning in to She Is Promise podcast. I hope to hear from you guys soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. You're so silly. Why are you so silly? Thank you for tuning in to She Is Promise podcast. I really hope today's podcast was able to help you or aid you in any way or form. Allow you to just take a moment and to ponder and reflect on your life and say, God, I'm here. God, I'm here. I'm here right now. And I need you dearly. I thought I overcame this. But I didn't. I really, I really, really do need you right now. This is a moment for you to become uncomfortable, to be vulnerable, and to be very transparent. You and God. And that's exactly the reason why I started this podcast. Also, when you do take the time, please look in the description bar below where I will have references and resources. I will have like videos and biblical scriptures or some links or any type of way or music videos or not music videos, but like songs that will help you and that help me. Mainly what helped me and I just wanted to share what helped me out. You know, the whole purpose of me doing this podcast is just talk and give God glory, but also the steps that I took and the steps that I'm taking now and what I think is helping me and what didn't help me. And our community, us together, we're going to keep each other accountable, right? I really hope so. By keeping each other accountable, in my description bar, again, I do have my social media and contact outlet. So you can go ahead and email me on sheispromise at gmail.com. You can go ahead and slide to my DM at sheispromise underscore on Instagram. And you can also leave a voice note here where I can listen to you and then I can reply back to you and we can have like this whole accountability relationship and we can just grow together. Understand through the trials and tribulations, though they have brought us down, though they have said we are unworthy, though those voices are our voice, we are extremely worthy. This is just the beginning to our promise. Believe me, it's going to be hard. And you might not even believe it. But sometimes you have to believe first before seeing it. And I've, I've learned that from an amazing person. And trust me, it's going to happen.